Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, or whenever you're watching uh, the podcast today. Uh, welcome to the Do More of Your Money podcast. Uh, we're on episode 102. Yes, 102. I, I was on 101 last week, so I, I do know that I did expect that. Um, I'm going to keep using this joke until uh, Greg tells us that I can't use it because it's not funny anymore. But um, great to see everyone uh, today. Got a great session um, planned today. We're talking about um, how money can be affected around inflation interest rates. We, we touched on it a bit on last week's podcast on on inflation. So I think it was a, a topic that we've had lots of questions on and we thought we'd bring it up and sort of bring some of that, um, just bring some content to it in this week's podcast. So I'm joined by uh, familiar faces. So once again, we don't need to introduce anyone, but... Paul, I'm going to jump straight across to you. Um, we've had quite a high um, number of people watching the morning market videos yeah. this week, which is which has been great. Um, that's what they're there for in terms of build, giving people content to what's going on in the markets. Yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, tell us a little bit more, please. Yeah, sure. So it, it has been a bit more of a, a volatile week, should we say, and that's really part and parcel of investing in the stock markets. That's what they do. Um, We've seen a bit more weakness in US stock markets, and that's really on the back of um, interest rates being guided to go higher in order to tame in inflation. We'll come on to that. And so we've seen a bit more weakness there, but the UK stock market has been uh, really positive. It's been up for the third day in a row, and that's been really driven by the banking sector, which typically does well when interest rates are uh, guided higher. Um, so the UK has been an excellent uh, stock market to be invested in this week and that's something where we've been overweight in the portfolios. European stocks has been a little bit more mixed, good performance yesterday and that's really been driven by uh, company earnings season. So we're currently going through what they call earnings season where companies release their latest financial accounts the previous quarter so that's getting a lot of attention we've seen some good numbers coming out so that's uh, helping to improve sentiment in what has been a more volatile uh, week in the bond market we have seen a little bit of weakness because of interest rate expectations have been rising and typically bond yields go up so uh, bond prices come down so a bit more volatility but it's all part and parcel or being invested in the stock market, and really markets uh, reacting to economic normalisation because you've got strong economic growth, interest rates typically go up higher um, when you have that uh, environment. I think it's interesting because you, you get that. I think the, the key thing with, with true potential in terms of the using the, the applications and the, the website where you can you can see valuations on a regular basis of your pensions investments. I think it's, it's key not to not to realise that this is this is a sorry not to realise that it's a long term investment. Um, yeah. you know when when we're advising Neil and I specifically when we speak to clients, one of the, the first questions we ask <clears> for <throat> is, is when do you need access to this money? Um, and if it's anything you know less than probably three to five years, yeah, which is yeah, a, it's a conversation, yeah. you you actually say you're probably not you're probably not right to invest. It's it, you've got to think of a long term basis. Absolutely. Really, don't take a week in isolation. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think about last year with COVID, you might be able to give a little bit more on this. What was it? Are we last year? It kind of feels that long ago now. What year? It was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years ago. Um, you know, we kind of look back at the the drop there and, and now look, you know, where in terms of March oh, yeah. with the markets. Fantastic returns. And then it will just return straight away. So you've got to look at that long-term basis, don't you? I think it's important also, you know, you've got the technology. You, you see it and you see some weakness. But for me, I see that's a great entry point. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think when you've got something like Impulsive to utilise and capitalise on that, you can get good a little bit of money in uh, at some good prices. I think, I think that's a really valid point, actually, because it was, it was something I did on Monday. It was the first thing I did when I came in, because I've been kind of, I normally phase my money in um, on a sort of regular direct debit basis into yeah. my ISIS. Um, but I took the opportunity this week when the markets dropped to, to impulse, impulse save and maximise yeah. my ISA contribution uh, for the year. And, you know, rather than wait till any sort of dripping in over to March. And the reason why I chose that is because I thought, actually, here's a great opportunity to buy. I think, um, you know, it's, you know, just a valid point in terms of units cost less at this minute in time. Absolutely. You know, not too much less, but they, they do they do cost less. It's worth an opportunity. I think just let's remind our viewers about impulse save, uh, Rebecca. Like, wh- how do you do that? What does that mean? Um, on the apps and on the website. So Impulse Saves the a really great way if you want to invest quickly, if you want to get your money in the markets quickly, if you know how much you want to invest and you don't feel that you need to have that sit-down appointment with your financial advisor. Um, you can open up your phone, so if you've got iPhone, Android app, um, touch of a button, just like making a purchase online with your debit card information, remember your card for next time and you can put anything from £1 upwards in via Impulse Save, also available through the web as well. So really quick, really easy way um, for clients just to get their money in. Yeah, especially when it comes to um, ISA season that's coming up to yeah. an end in terms of tax year end and, and pensions. Something that we, um, I remember back in the day, you'll remember back in the day, Neil, that you, you probably had to go to people's houses and get briefcases full of cash. But True. It, back in my day, it was you had to send checks in now. So it kind of does show you the advantages of, of good technology. Yeah, we are seeing an increase certainly with the central clients as well as, you know, you see the increase in calls coming towards the taxi air end to say, oh, you know, I want to maximise my ISA. And the good thing is a lot of people um, don't have time on the move. And, you know, to so what they can do is just go onto their mobile and think, I want to fill up my ISA allowance. Let's do it by impulse save and just do it straight away. And like you said before, it's it's really quick. It goes into the market really quick. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, we'll get back to the the topic of the of the session today um, around inflation and interest rates. So, I think Neil, I'll, I'll pass over to you on this one. I think it's actually quite important to say to people how is inflation measured. Um, just to give yeah. So inflation's it. measured on sort of like what we call a basket of goods. So your goods and services that are typically within the the economy. Um, so you know it could be cars, it could be. Um, you know, typical stuff like groceries, um, that's measured, um, you know, um, on, a, on a yearly basis. Um, inflation at the moment is, is quite high. It's 5.4% and mm. probably expected maybe to go up a little bit more, um, which Paul could probably talk about later mm. on. Um, but yeah, that's how it's measured. Um, it's your overall sort of basket of goods. So what you would pay now for a product is maybe um, in relation to a, the current 5.4% interest rate, um, was probably worth less last year or the year before or historically 10 years ago um, but it's measured constantly and it does have an effect on um, your, the purchasing power with yeah. your money um, yeah. so if you have £10 now and you want to buy you know, maybe some groceries you might not get as much as for that £10 with a high inflation rate as what you typically would do and I think this is the you, you hit a key point there Neil which is the, the value of money um, yeah. in terms of, of actually how it is important to, to not sit on cash because yeah. Actually, the, the higher inflation, the further eroding your cash will get over a period of time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, um, so you know, yeah, the higher inflation is, the higher you, the less you're going to get for your money, basically. Yeah, definitely. And I think we've all noticed it in our day-to-day lives. I've, you know, I was one of them unlucky ones where my gas and electricity supplier, I think probably most people in the room probably yeah, had a similar situation, was, went yeah. bust. Mm-hmm. I'm now with British Gas, which is literally six months ago, I changed from British Gas to this company where I had a tied-in rating. 
and now I'm paying double the price, yeah. um, I think, which is not funny, really. But it's. I think, you know, to bring it relatable to everybody, yeah. um, I was just doing a bit of research online oh. last night, as, a, as I like to do. Um, price of a Freddo in two, year 2000, what do you reckon? I need to work out how old I was. In t- so I was 14. I'm going to go 10p. 10p? 10p. 10, I think. It was 10 or 15, but I'm going to go 10. <sighs> I'm actually gonna go lower than I'm that. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go five. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I can't. It's gonna. It's always rounded up. So I'm gonna go five as well. Well, it was ten p. Yeah. Okay. Uh, today, what do you reckon? Oh, twenty p. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty five. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six p. Oh, so you According can tell to Tesco's. <laughs> tell me it's the Freddos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just what to say. And then the other one I was looking at, Big Mac. Which is one of my favourites. So if you year two thousand again, what do you reckon? How much a Big Mac? Just for the Big Mac, no fries or side drink. Just for the Big I Mac. I would say a pound. I mean, I don't eat Big Mac. I don't eat McDonald's. Oh, I might I shock you. I, I know I look like I do, I but I don't. <laughs> Could you get a Big Mac for a pound? I'd say I don't, I don't know. know. I'd say what well, two pound? Two is that pound. too high? I've never eaten a Big Mac in my life, but I'll say a pound. I was going to say you're a vegetarian. I'm vegetarian. We should have got, got a vegetarian. I've got no burger. context. Yeah. <laughs> so one pound seventy. All right. Yeah. Today. Yeah. All right. Okay. On that basis, two sixty. Two sixty. About three quid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> three thirty. Three thirty. Wow. There you yeah, go. So There's inflation. So almost double. Yeah. yeah. We talked. We talk, twenty twenty-two years ago. You see the difference of it. It's, yeah. And I think it's, that's actually really important. It it just shows you, you do need to you know if you have a hundred grand in the bank now and it's in the future and you don't yeah so the the erosion of your wealth basically so your hundred thousand pounds you know 10 20 years ago isn't going to be worth as much as it is today yes it's vital i I think paul i think on the back of that it's probably worth just explaining how do we as a as a fund manager managing people's money offset against these sorts of things in terms of inflation well i think you know you've got to be uh have a wide range of different asset classes that you can utilize and some are better at protecting against inflation than others. Equities, in general, are a good way to do it, but we try and be a bit more targeted than that. And we look at things such as uh, energy stocks, we look at uh, financials, we look at uh, material companies mm-hmm. as well. And they typically do a lot better in, when inflation is rising. Mm-hmm. We also look at other assets outside of equities in bonds, you can get um, sovereign bonds that their interest rate payments that they pay are linked to inflation. So as inflation goes up, those interest rates go up. And so the value of that asset actually goes up as well. Um, we also look at other assets, or alternative assets as well, such as real estate and infrastructure products, uh, which their underlying contracts are also linked to the, the rate of inflation. So it's about being diversified having different opportunities and different uh, assets to go to when the the regime changes and you get inflation uh, in the system, which we do have today, as, uh, as, as Neil mentioned. I think, I think that's really key. We, we talk about diversification, obviously, on everything we do because it's yeah. a big sort of part of, of our portfolios. But the point of the diversification is if something happens within one asset class, as you say, then you've got the opportunity to offset that against other asset yeah. classes. And it's where you kind of, if you're looking at the performance of markets, whether going up or down, you know, you'll, you'll not, the, your portfolio won't necessarily fully reflect 
what that what that market does. Absolutely, you know, it's you know take the US US equity market this year has been a challenged place to be, but we're not just invested in in US equities. We're invested in European equities, UK equities, alternative asset classes, bonds. And having that diversification helps smooth that journey mm-hmm. for the clients. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And that's why we offer it. Yeah. So they just let's let's just go back to measuring your own money against <coughs> against these sorts of things in terms of how am I beating inflation, which is a key thing in terms of we are all investing to to get above inflation. So you know your money's not eroding. So how can clients measure that, Rebecca, on, on the technology? Yeah, so I think it's important to have some really easy, simple tools to measure it because it's quite hard if you're going to sit down and, and try yeah. and do all the maths yourself. Um, but one of the things that the site does is it allows you to key in a goal um, and you can then add to that goal a end date. So when is it that you want to access that money again? Um, if it's a pension, you can look at that as a monetary value in terms of how much do you want to pay yourself as a salary. And you can start to then pl- apply inflation, you can start to apply growth rates mm. as well if your funds has been invested in the market. And it's going to give you a more accurate picture of where your money will actually be yeah. and mm-hmm. how much you'll need to get the same buying power that yeah. you've got now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's no good saying I want £20,000 in a day's money. You need to look at what will that be worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good it's a good point is what Rebecca said, you know, you can change the inflation rate on that. So that you know the current rate at this moment will give you, and the technology will work out that projection mm. to see what you'll actually get, and maybe if you do have a shortfall, how much that shortfall is, and how you can address it, and things like impulsive as well will help. What, what do you do, Neil, when you advise clients initially? So when you someone comes up to you today and says, "I want to transfer my pension," or "I've got some money I would like to invest with you," do you do you know how do you when you're setting these goals that we mm-hmm. talk about all the time? How how would you sort of bridge that with a client to remind them of actually why this is important? Well, the technology is really important, um, and you know Rebecca's customer care team are, are great in, in dealing with those concerns as well. But what we would typically do is, is most importantly, is um, take the goal, yeah. take um, how many years they wish to invest. That relates to the goal because that'll give us a good idea of how much, how many years they wish to invest in. Typically, it is more, you know, three to five years. Normally, is a is a minimum sort of value, and um, because you're seeing them returns and you're seeing the portfolios really work, um, to get to get that um, in there. Um, but yeah, we talk about goal. We talk about what they want, how much a monetary amount maybe is what they want, mm-hmm. um, and then what they can do to bridge that gap if there is a gap. Mm-hmm. How much they can contribute monthly, which is really important. I think we've talked about in the past. Um, about how people who have larger pension pots now, of you know maybe three, four, five hundred thousand pound, have typically um, invested monthly. Um, they haven't necessarily put in large amounts. They're typically very good in very good investors. Just going back to the point that you said before about sticking in the market as well, which is really important. When March twenty hit and we had that dip with COVID. Um, we had a few client concerns to say, oh, you know, the markets have really fallen. Those clients have now seen the benefit of staying invested in the markets because those markets have gone back up. Yeah. There's been growth on there with, you know, from mm. Paul and his team, uh, which mm. is, you know, alluding to the diversification, how it manages inflation, how it manages um, world events, um, how it manages different sort of, um, you know, things like COVID. Um, but typically we would have a conversation with the client, set a goal, set how much they wish to invest, and then also as well take into account inflation rates as well. Great. Paul, I think it's uh, just a question off the cuff for me personally, because I know you look after the, um, a lot of our clients looking at these sort of sessions today um, are our order enrollment pension clients, yep. um, which is obviously a fund that you're, you're heavily involved in. So yes. 
let just get in the how do you when you're having your conversation you know you know when you're looking at the management of the money side of things with the team and jeff how do you how do you, you fit in this so you all of a sudden inflation goes from two three percent to five percent over the last sort of year yeah. or so what what sort of drives your conversation your decision making yeah i think um when we see inflation rising uh, which it has done uh, i think it's understanding why it's rising and what the underlying factors contributing to a higher inflation uh, one of the obvious ones has been energy yeah. and the price of oil which is a key component in that basket of goods yeah. uh, that um, the uh, that to measure inflation so energy's been rising but we know oil prices don't just continue to rise at the rates that they yeah. have done you know it's at $90 a barrel today yeah. will it go to $100 maybe will it go to $200 extremely unlikely so that eventually will roll off Mm. so we know that we also look at um, other components such as wages Uh, not necessarily components but if you've got higher wages coming through um, because unemployment's falling then people are more likely to uh, require um, sorry if the employment rates are falling the labour market, the, the pool of labour out there is falling. So people can demand higher wages, yeah. they have more income, they're more likely to go out and spend. It fuels that demand so people can increase prices. So we look at that, we look at other components such as rental prices. So um, rents is actually about 30% of the basket in the US, a big, big component. Mm-hmm. We know that the housing market has been exceptionally strong mm. over the last two years in the US. House prices on average went up 20%. Okay. Uh, and rent prices tend to lag by um, about nine months. So we know that's coming through. Mm-hmm. We also know that supply chains has been a big issue over the last 12 to eight month, 18 months. We take a view and discuss whether those supply chain issues are going to improve. We saw uh, Apple yesterday report and they discussed that the supply chain issue hasn't been as big as a problem as they first thought. So we have these different conversations about the underlying components and then build it up mm-hmm. to see whether this inflation is going to continue to, to rise or it's actually going to start to moderate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's actually our view. Mm-hmm. We expect it to moderate Um going forward because energy is going to start coming off and improvements in the supply chains. It's really interesting, the forward thinking, isn't it? The, the forward thinking of actually going, we know that it takes nine <coughs> months for, for rental yeah. incomes to, in America. That's the that's the key of, of having you, you know, lots of people upstairs and lots of data and understanding that, which allows you to make better informed decisions. You obviously can't predict the future, but you can, exactly. you can base it past on history. Okay, so just, just moving a little bit away from inflation, we're actually tying it in for it. So... The the governments well the the governments have to you know control inflation in some ways it can't be out of control you know and one of the ways to do that is with with interest rates yeah um which is set by the Bank of England in the in the UK so tell me a little bit about I suppose what are what are the world thinking about in terms of, of trying to control these interest rates they're very low at the minute they've notoriously been low for a, for a while yeah um. I'd expect that to go up, but what's your, what's your view on it, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. There's There's been a lot of discussion around inflation and, you know, quite timely, we heard from the US Central Bank, um, you know, the, the, the central bank that gets the most attention by far, um, and they've discussed that because you've got high inflation, we need to start 
raising interest rates. Uh, so they've guided that they're going to increase interest rates for the first time uh, since um, March 2020 uh, to help control the inflationary pressures. They've got 7% inflation in the US, we've got 5.4%. Um, we've already seen the Bank of England raise interest rates, which they did in December, going from 0.1% to 0.25%. So it's that, that path that they're now on of increasing interest rates because the economy needs to from an inflation perspective, but the economy's in, in good health. Having interest rates at nearly 0% yeah. is not normal. It's not normal. It's mm -hmm. never done, um, only at exceptional times. So having interest rates a little bit higher is just part and parcel of, of normalisation, getting back to where we were pre-COVID. So it's, it's a good sign. So there's a challenging question. Give me a prediction. Do you, what do you think will happen over the next year? With these, with these rates, because you're right, 0.25 is incredibly low still. So if we take the US, where uh, a lot of the focus in is because it, it just has a greater impact on financial markets, we're expecting interest rates to be increased at least four times. So it's currently about, it's, so it'll go over 1% in the US if that comes through, and that's just given the strength of inflation, mm. but also... Um, the economy can afford to, to increase interest rates that much. So that's interesting. That's our expectation. And I think it's there's obviously benefits of, of low interest rates. We discussed this in last week's podcast, Neil. I think you, you can tell that by every time I go to renew my mortgage, which is, yeah. Coney, I said last week, I got a 1.24% interest rate on my mortgage. So there is there is some benefit to that low rate now. So if you, if you are coming to a sort of end period on your mortgage, it's worth considering considering your options. Yeah, certainly, yeah. I mean... We get a lot of questions in the central advice arena about, you know, um, should I be remortgaging now or you know, should I be buying a property? Um, remortgaging rates are obviously quite low at the moment, um, very low, lowest I've ever seen um, for a long time, and a lot of people are, are doing that. Whether or not that will change in the future, I would imagine. Some predict that there will be some sort of property crash with regards to prices because if you look at the property market at the moment and you look at how much prices are, they're very, very high at this moment in time. It's a very high market. And an estate agent is normally a good indicator of how high the market is. So normally you would have a price for, say, a house for £300,000, and you would say £300,000 or offers in the region of. You never see offers in the region of anymore. It's always 300000 or over. Yeah. Mm. So you can tell it's a market, which is, you know, the housing market is high at the moment. But then again, that's related to, you know, remortgaging rates, which are very low at the moment. And a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and doing so to take advantage of a three- or a five-year deal. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it, it makes sense. I I said this last week, but my auntie just tied herself into a ten-year deal. Yeah, um, which is it yeah. kind of makes sense, really, when you think. Oh, you go, wow, we offered a ten-year, but um, I think I was max max get was five. Yeah. Uh, but it just shows you it's when you look when you kind of look at these things when you're forward thinking. You think actually interest rates probably will most definitely go up. Yeah, then actually it's not a bad thing in terms mm. of tying yourself definitely tying yourself in. Uh, I said, remember three or four years ago, tying myself in a mortgage saying they're not going to get any lower. <laughs> and then guess what? It's just just yeah. crazy, I think. Very low rates at the moment. Yeah. So if we just kind of tie this up together, I think the the key thing, inflation's happening. We we know what's happening. We can see the, the sort of increase. And I think the key, I think we all agree on, would be ensuring that you're invested. Um, that That's the point in, in being invested is that to try and well, I to just, match up beat inflation. Yeah, I was just going to say now is the perfect time because if you take COVID as an example, mm. um, there's been a record level of savings 
over the last two years because yeah. nobody is, mm. has been spending any money. Mm. There's been obviously a lot of increase in, you know, maybe things like Amazon getting delivered to you, yeah. I know I have personally. Um, but people have generally saved and they've put a lot of, way, uh, mm. put a lot of money away. The problem that, that you've got is it's sitting in your bank. Mm. Um, and when we've discussed low rates, low bank rates, mm. and we're talking about inflation, that money isn't going to buy you what you think it's going to buy you in a couple of years' time. So why not get it invested? Um, because, you know, um, things like the portfolios, the true potential portfolios, which Paul talked about as well, the diversification mm. um, is going to make hopefully that, that money work harder for you. I, th- I think, you know, it's... It's people's perception that just putting your money in the bank account is safe. Yeah. Yes, it, it's, it'll, it'll be there. Yeah. It'll be that same value. But the risk that you're taking is in the inflation, the impact of inflation and yeah. eroding that real value. So yeah. you've got to really think about, is it the best place? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and, and think about, you know, how much, if you do need cash in your bank for, for emergency funds, which we always recommend between yeah. three and six months as a, as a yeah. Pfizer starter thing, actually... You know, and I, I'm guilty for this sometimes where I go, I should probably invest a little bit more of that cash in the yeah. bank because I'm, I'm losing out on it. We, we have conversations about this quite regular. Yeah. Um, it, it's always key to say, actually, how much do I minimally need in that bank that will make sure that if something happens, the, the boiler breakdown fund or anything, I can yeah. get it. But I've got my money's grown. And, and as I said, at the minute, it's an opportunity. Markets are a bit lower. It's an opportunity to buy. Uh, yeah, you should always keep yourself a rainy day fund, you know, for the emergencies, like you said, for the boiler or, you know, if you need a new car whatever that may be, but generally it's agreed we do three to six months yeah. emergency funds and then anything else over that really, if you've got excess funds in there, you should be looking at it thinking, well, actually given the bank rates, that's not really working for me. Neil's just, I don't know, you know he's, he's told me about 15 times now, but he's just spent his emergency fund on a new kitchen. So, uh, a new washing machine. And, and a new washing machine, new washing yeah. Machine, yeah. I got a, yeah, you got, a, you got a message on Monday, which is a really exciting app. I've bought a washing machine yeah. and you can turn the washer on with your app. Yes. So it's, it's yeah. Really? Yeah. He's already got one. Yeah. So. <laughs> in fairness, I do. But we should maybe like maybe turn your washing on now, Neil. If you can get your app out and, and uh, do that. The washing machine has not been delivered yet. Oh so, no! <laughs> so, so we can be spinning so in someone's go. fan. There you go. All right. We need to we need to get that. Okay. Well, uh, we'll wrap up, uh, lady and gents. I think um, in in true uh, true potential style. Um, Neil, you won't be washing at the weekend because I'm going to wash the machine. That's right, yeah. So I'll be washing in the street. I'll but be doing my washing in the street. Which is pretty normal for, pretty, for, pretty, for, pretty normal Durham, for County Durham. Pretty normal for County Durham, yeah. I was going yeah, to say. Yeah. Um, but you'll be enjoying your new kitchen? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, enjoying that. But uh, I'm going to venture out, I think, at the weekend for a bite to eat um, in Durham. So I haven't been in Durham for a while. Um, so I might go and try. There's a new restaurant in, in Durham, so I'm going to try that out. All right, okay, great. Becca? Um, I was actually supposed to be looking at getting a new kitchen, oh. and then the guy sent a message and cancelled the appointment. So uh, why don't you go to Neil's house and look at his kitchen? His, his <laughs> is nice. Yeah. He's right. the same guy. Yeah. Um, I definitely want one of those washers though. Um, <laughs> so not a lot. I've yeah. got a nice, relaxing weekend where we're just out and about with the dog and things like that. Nice. Plenty of walks again. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. For myself, well, I'm in need of a nice relaxing weekend, but uh, I won't be getting one of those. I'm going down <laughs> to my girlfriend's parents oh, in Sheffield. Are you trying to say it's not relaxing going to your girlfriend's <laughs> parents, but like, um, <laughs> I went live on video I'm over not here. Say Can we make I'm sure we get our email address afterwards and we'll send her a live copy of our future no. son in laws? That'll be good. <laughs> 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 yeah, good stuff. I'm sure that'll be good. Well, I have a. Uh, my my wife's in isolation till Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah. So, 
kind of st- hopefully she'll get out on Sunday and we can actually get get some done. I feel like I've literally because obviously I, as people know, I had COVID for for two weeks and then another two. I feel like I've been locked in the house since uh, since January, so it's been a bit of a crazy crazy time as as it has for many others. Still January. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, it's still January. <laughs> well, it might not be by the time we're published. COVID this. has affected you in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly has. I feel like I'm, who's who's it? It's uh, on retouching. That's right. Isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. Great. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. I think it's a, a really good session. Hopefully, that's give you a little bit of flavour and content. And, and please do the usual watch, subscribe, and thank you very much. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.